settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. And welcome to the Whistleblowers podcast. This out weekly sports podcast on all things sports, where we chat about what's been happening with Aussie sports people, team overseas, or catching up on our national and local sports too. And each week we feature a local sports person or administrator to dig deeper into what they've been up to and uh, what's happening in the sport locally. Uh, Brendan Bowers from FC Sports Media, hello. Hey, Blandy, glad to have you back. Yes, huh? back on deck. Didn't have the old voice last uh, week, so it would have been pointless. Yeah, a radio announcer without a voice. Would have been the Marcel Marceau version. So, uh, yes, it wouldn't have been. Some listeners may have enjoyed that better. Some may have thought that was an improvement on uh, on normal, but we won't go into that. We will start, though, with uh, overseas sport. And, of course, Australia are the world test champions after that win over uh, over India. Oh, we are having a pause here, mate. Oh, okay. yeah. well, it's not a cheap show. They don't pay well, but we're not that cheap. Uh, yeah, look, uh, it was a good win, was it not? And uh, we seem to, uh, after the initial, I guess, dismissal of Kawaja, really didn't look back from there on in. No, definitely not. Centuries to Travis Head and Steve Smith in the first inning certainly set up the win. What about poor Omanis going to sleep, waiting to go into bat? Oh, as you do, you know. Well, you know, that's, that shows you how relaxed he is. Uh, all round, it was a great bowling performance by the Aussies. Solid second innings with Carey remaining not out on 66 before Boland and Lyon wrapped it up with three and four for her. Yep. Now, uh, Cameron Green, of course, that uh, that catch, which was, uh, uh, well, controversial. Was it controversial? I don't know. I think he got his hand under it and it was out. Yeah, that went to the video replay and all was, you know, all was um, given out. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it, was, it was a great win. Always good to beat India too, isn't it? Absolutely. It just goes to show what happens when you're not playing on doctored wickets in India. Oh, hello there. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, their spinners didn't have an influence, whereas ours really did. So uh, it shows Nathan Lyon is a world-class spinner. So well done to the Aussies there. We go, of course, into the Ashes. Uh, when does that kickstart? Uh, Friday. Friday. Edge yeah. Baston. Okay. So, uh, look, it's great momentum to take into the first test, is it not? It certainly is, and I think uh, Baz Ball may be in for a bit of a shock as well. Baz Ball. Now, you better explain all this. Uh, Brendan McCullum's taken over as the England coach, and since he's done so, to his credit and uh, the team's credit, they've done remarkably well. They have. They're playing a very refreshing and attacking style of cricket, and it seems to be working for them. Let's just see if we can nip that in the bud. I think Cameron Green has been the X factor that we were crying out for, and he's uh, over there. I think it's his first Ashes tour, is it not? So it uh, is. And, yeah, you know, we've we've you know we knew his talent a couple of years ago, and they stuck with him. And credit to the Australian cricket um, selectors for doing that, and then now it's starting to reap rewards. Yeah. Uh, okay, we move on from cricket. Go the Aussies this uh, Friday, of course. And, uh, well, you're a Tottenham man. Of I course, am. you've got a brand new coach. I am a Tottenham man. Why would you support Tottenham? Well, why not, Blandy? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're a bit like my team in the AFL. They haven't won a lot, have they? No, they haven't. No. But, uh, you know, they're a good club, and now they've got a fantastic coach with uh, Ange moving on from Celtic, where he picked up five of the six trophies on offer in the Scottish Premier League in the two years he was there. So it should be great days ahead for Tottenham. Different ball game, mate. And Postacoglu, of course, uh, and uh, giving them some hope, I would imagine. But uh, isn't it interesting the amount of uh, uh, managers, as they call them, uh, we call them coaches, I suppose, but uh, who come in and with high expectations and really, you know, you've got to deliver or bang, you're gone. 
especially in the Premier League. Especially there. They don't seem to last many weeks if the results aren't there. No, that's right. Okay. Uh, So... uh, Oh, I was going to say good luck to Spurs. I'm not sure about that. Oh, come on. Well, one son is a Chelsea support and the other's uh, an Arsenal man. So, And what about yourself? Uh, well, I, I go between the two. Probably I uh, have a soft spot for Chelsea. Oh, yeah, yeah where all yeah. the money is. Eh? Well, uh, Or not anymore. Well, I think the money's there, just the form isn't. <laughs> so what do you do? Uh, look, we'll move off international sport, of course. Uh, we'll get on to uh, some uh, national sport. Where do you want to start there? Let's start with AFL. Okay. What a weekend that was. It was uh, culminating, of course, in that uh, huge game yesterday at the MCG in front of, what, near on 90,000. It was uh, Melbourne, whew, thank goodness in the end, who just got <laughs> over the top of Collingwood. And look, uh, I've got to say, I, I honestly think if the be- the Demons could have put that to bed a bit, little bit early if they had a kick straight. 8 18 to 9 goals, 8. It's pretty telling, isn't it? It is, but again, let's talk about the first round match of the of the round. Oh, uh, the Saints over the Swans, yes. I, I did sleep through most of it, do you believe? <laughs> I had to go to work on a Friday. You know, I'm an old man, Brendan. I know, and those early starts do knock us around. It was a, From what I saw, it was a bloody awful game because it was played in slippery conditions at the SCG. It was hard to handle the ball. It wasn't pretty to watch, but it was a tough affair. And uh, yeah, credit to the Saints, they... They needed that win and they got it. Uh, the doggies, just not good enough uh, against Port Adelaide, who are just going from strength to strength. But what about, <laughs> I think I think the A for the weekend has got to go to the Hawks, who uh, wow. disposed of the Brizzy Lions by four goals. I'd like to see the punter who tipped that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Uh, so well done to the Hawks. Uh, they're an interesting team. They're not on the scoreboard incredibly kicking goals this year. But, uh, you know, they knocked off the Saints a couple of weeks ago and they've come up against the Lions, so they've got something going on there. They what, do. What about West Coast? Speaking of something going on, these guys have got nothing happening. Another absolute shellacking oh, to the hands of Adelaide. Year. Oh, my God. What, what was a it? long year. It was about, uh, what's about 20 goal loss, I think it was. Wow, 174 to 52. Wow. Yeah, well, that's 122 points. That's close enough to 15, uh, 20 goals. Uh, wow. 20 goals too, to be precise. But, you know, I always admire clubs that, or players and clubs that can stick with it, even though they're having a terrible season. Well, you don't season. have a choice, mate. I mean, you can't just forfeit. They're in a... No, you can't, but, you know, it, it's hard, and it's hard to keep the momentum and keep your confidence up, mm, so, yeah. you know, good luck to them. Well, yes, oh, they've had their fair share of success too. Come they on. have. Let's be honest. They've been a successful club for a long, long time. Uh, Richmond, too good for the Fremantle Dockers and the GWS Giants, as you would expect. Uh, too good for North. Uh, the Bombers uh, made Carlton uh, dig a little deeper into what they're going to do, and I'm not sure if Ossie's going to be there too much longer after after another dismal effort by the Blues. No, we're talking about Premier League coaches. I think Vossie's seat is getting warmer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now we'll move on to, uh, well, we can uh, go this weekend if you like and uh, yeah, very absolutely. quickly have a look. We've got a Thursday night game, Port Adelaide Pl- uh, Power Geelong Cats. That will be a good game. It will be a great game. It'll be very interesting to see how Porter go go against the Cats. Yeah. I'll tip the Port Power to win that yeah, one. Yeah, well, it, the Cats are struggling a little this year. They're outside the eight. Uh, the Brizzy Lions, they need to bounce back against the Swannies. Uh, the Giants and the Dockers, another close game. Richmond and St Kilda, uh, once again, could go either way Saturday night. Uh, I'd expect the uh, the Suns to be too good for the Blues. They've had a couple of big scalps this year and I just agree. missed out on a couple of others. And uh, the Western Bulldogs should, should uh, have too much for the, uh, the North Melbourne Kangaroos. Yeah, look, I think at some stage the penny will drop 
or for the kangaroos, and they may bounce back. They're about. They're not as bad as uh, no. uh, West Coast. Put it that no. way. No, they're not. <laughs> okay. Uh, NRL, of course, uh, started uh, last Thursday night. It was the Titans. Good to see the Titans have a win, albeit against the other uh, West Tigers. Okay, let's get to the big talking point of that game. Tino Fasuomali and his uh, is leading with the arm into mm. the jaw of uh, it's a Happy, nasty, Happy nasty, nasty break too, wasn't it, uh, in a few places? Yeah. What's your thoughts on it? Oh, well, you don't like to see any of that, do you? It's... Uh, no, but in saying that, I don't think, I think it was all Appy's fault, to be honest. His tackling style, he needs to, st- instead of standing upright like a lot of them do now to catch the player if he mm. went lower, wouldn't have happened. I, I think a player who's running with the ball has the right to protect himself. Mm. He didn't raise it, but he certainly hit him with it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, came off worse for wear, that's for sure. He'd be out for some time, you'd think. Uh, the Raiders and the Warriors there, gee, I don't know what to make of the Raiders, Uh you sort of talk them up and and they come good and then they put in a, a performance like that against the Warriors where they lost by, what, 22 points? I think the emotion of Jared Croker's 300th game was the big build-up and I think it told on the poor old uh, Raiders and the Warriors are playing good football. And, of course, the Sea Eagles certainly uh, sent a, a message to the Dolphins that you need to have a few more players in your stock. Yeah, indeed. It was a massive 40-point win to the Sea Eagles, and I I didn't see that coming. Not to that extent, anyway. Oh, the Dolphins were without a lot of players through okay. injury and suspension, so yeah, you know, it well, had to happen at some stage. What do you make of the Rabbits going down to the Dragons? Once again, who would have picked that? Well, really, for 75 minutes, it was all Dragons, and in the last <laughs> last five minutes, the, the Rabbitohs nearly stole it Cream from them. comes to the top, doesn't it? Yeah, but uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, the Broncos... Uh, do we bring it up? Absolutely. I was there. I could not be prouder of my Knights. Okay. Uh, 24-20 they went down, but they had the Broncos on the ropes. But again, as you say, cream rises to the top mm-hmm. with two and a half minutes to go. A great try by the Broncos. Uh, crueled it for us Knights supporters. Yeah. Well, there's always this week, isn't there? Uh, the Panthers doing what they do, and that's win games of footy to remain on top of the table there. Two good 36 over the Roosters. And the Storm, well, this surprised me too. Not the fact that they won at home, but the fact that they... Put on 54 points and uh, the Sharkies only 10. That's a big win. It is. And if and if you add to the mix that last week, Melbourne were the ones getting towed up. Mm. Uh, the turnaround, Craig Bellamy must have had some strong words to say. Uh, hard to pick a winner, isn't it, really? It Especially is. in, the, in the NRL this year. It's, oh, look, it's, yeah, look, you never know. Look, we've mm. just spoken about the, the Warriors and, and the Knights almost pull it out of the Broncos and, you know. You just don't know. No, we probably knew the Eels were going to dispose of the bullies. Well, I think the punters did anyway, and uh, and they did just that to the tune of 22 points, and the Cowboys uh, had the bye. So we'll move to this week. Uh, in- interesting one. I can't believe we're up to round 16, Brandon, but it's the Cowboys. Uh, they should be nice and fresh, and they're up against the Panthers. They'll need to be. Oh, the Panthers will be out without a lot of their State of Origin stars, so I'll give the Cowboys every chance of winning this. Okay. I mean, the Cowboys are without a few players too. Yeah. But I think the Cowboys will do the job, and I I'm biased, but I think the Knights will beat the Roosters. They should do. They should do on four. Even though the Roosters, mind you, sit twelfth, the Knights thirteenth. It's only one point's different. <laughs> one point different. Okay. Uh, the Eels and Seagulls. This will be a good game. Yeah. Look, that will be a cracker of a game. Again, both teams will be without a couple of players. It'll be interesting to see how the young players step up. And the Storm, you would expect them to dispose of the West Tigers, though. This year, who knows? The Sharkies certainly needs. Uh, need to bounce back after that effort last week against Melbourne. They're up against the Bulldogs, so a good team, perhaps. Well, I'm going to tip 
Cronulla to win by a mozza. A mozza. Nico Hines has been left out of the New South Wales yeah, State of Origin yeah, team. Yes. And I think he'll have a point to prove. I think the, the Sharkies will get over the dogs very easily. Okay. Uh, there is a, a shortened round this week, of course, of the Warriors, Titans, Raiders, the Rabbits, St. George, the Dolphins, and the Broncos all having a bye. Okay, we'll move to local sporter Footy Queensland is pleased to announce fixture details for the fourth annual exhibition match. They're back, mate, the Brizzy Raw. Yes, the pride of Brisbane are back uh, to play our Wide Bay Men's All-Stars and it's always a good contest and a good spectacle. Yeah, and great for the, uh, I was talking to the Mayor uh, on air a couple of days ago uh, about the fact that it's just great for the young, uh, young players to be able to experience playing against high quality players. It sure is, and it's good to see that it's not just been a one-off, that this is their fourth year that they're back, and uh, I think it, it has improved football in the region. Mm, absolutely. We look forward to that, that's for sure. What about recent results? Oh, look, in recent results, in uh, the men's, it was uh, a a 2-0 win to the Jets. Women, uh, we'll start with the women, actually. I don't know what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, that's the all right. Lady. The women, we'll go with the women we'll first. Ladies women. first. The KSS Jets beat Dune Villa 2-0. The Flames and ATW was postponed. And Bingra were too strong for Tanana, 6-0. Now, we didn't uh, have this segment last week. How did the Flames girls go? Unfortunately, they went down. Uh, but uh, they went down uh, a few goals. I won't mention how many. But okay. uh, they certainly will learn from the experience. Yep. And they'll be better for it as well. All right. The score that you can't talk about, eh? Yeah, I, I can't, rem- okay, can't remember. Okay, can't That's all right. That's all right. It was either five or seven. <laughs> okay, there you go. Let's go six. We'll go in between. All right. What what else has been happening? Uh, in the men's uh, last week, uh, Bingaroo were too good for Sunbury two one. Dune Villa and the Jets played a two all draw, and it was five two to UPE over SC Corinthians. And again, the Flames had a week off because. Across the waves, played Edge Hill in the men's uh, uh, Australia Cup, and okay, uh, the waves went down as well. Yeah, they did, they did. But hey, you know they're they're still going. You know, to be in that position where you go and play these games, it's a credit to them anyway. So, what do we got coming up this weekend? This week we got SC Corinthians up against the Fraser Flames. Sunbury are playing ATW. KSS Jets take on UPE, and Bingra play Dune Villa. Similar in the ladies. The only changes to Nana are playing across the waves. Okay, we'll have a look at AFL. The Harvey Bay Bombers continue their winning ways with a 14-20-104 to 1-3-9 win over Brothers Bulldogs in the men's competition. Mm. Bit of a thrashing there. Yeah, it's one-sided, isn't it? It is. It was a bit closer in the other game up in uh, Bundaberg. Bay Power going down 7-8-50 to 5-10-40 to the Waves. And in the women, congratulations to the Brothers Bulldogs women. Second win of the season, 4-5-29 to 2-3-15 over the Bombers. And the Waves Eagles continue their winning ways as well, 7-9-51 to one one seven over Bay Power. Okay, and in Rugby League, gee, it's been a tough 2023 season for the Harvey Bay Seagulls, hasn't it? It has credit mm. to them for staying on the field, but uh, Wallaroos got to raise the bat on the weekend when they scored a century of points, 116-1 mm. to one over the hapless Seagulls. But again, the Seagulls aren't giving up and they're getting out and giving it their best. Yeah, uh, you wonder how... You can keep up your positivity, I guess, with uh, with scores like that, though. I know. It, it's tough, but uh, credit to the Wall- Wallaroos guys for not taking the foot off the pedal. Bruce Wire and Justin Sinnott each scored four tries in the 21-try onslaught, with Jordan Campbell con- contributing 38 of the 116 points. Okay. The, uh, 
team did get on the board, though, uh, towards the end. Yes, a couple of minutes to go, they decided they needed to be on the board, so they kicked a field goal. Okay, other matches? In other matches, uh, West Wave Tigers, sorry, West Tigers, I'm thinking NRL, mm. will go locally. Waves Tigers defeated past Brothers 26-12, which is a great result, which makes it quite close up at the top of the table. And West scored an impressive win over the East Magpies 42-28. And this weekend? Roos are in Bundaberg, while Harvey Bay face off against past Brothers at Stafford Park. So I urge everyone to get out there and support the Seagulls as they need our support the most at the moment. Which uh, leads us to our special guest this week, mate. Yes, we've got the Wallaroos Rugby League A-grade coach, Maurice Blair, here to have a talk to us. Goes by the nickname of Bobby. Uh, what is it going to be today, Maurice or Bobby? Uh, it's Maurice. I'll do it, mate. <laughs> Maurice. Welcome, Maurice, <laughs> yeah. to the Whistleblowers podcast, mate. Glad to have you on board. Now, you've played in the National Rugby League, the English Super League and the QRL Cup. Uh, what brought you back to Maribyrnong and take the reins at Wallaroo? How'd you get there, Wallaroos? Yeah. Uh, this is my hometown, so um, yeah, just come back home to see family. Once I got back from England, I went up to Kansas for a bit, and then yeah, settled back home here. And, yeah, just thought I'd get involved with the love and rugby league. Yeah, the boys are gone. Yeah, it's no place like home, is there? Yeah, that's it, Matt. Did you get homesick when you're away? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a lot when I was younger, but <clears throat> sort of as you get older, you get used to it. And then, yeah, by the time I sort of hit around thirty, there I was. Headed over to England, England then, which is something I wanted to do as a kid. So, yeah. Yeah, fulfill that little dream as well. Oh, that's good to hear, mate. And I'm glad you're back here uh, coaching the Wallaroos. Currently sitting in fifth on the ladder. How has the season been for you guys so far? Uh, yeah, it started a bit slow there, but uh, we've got a few wins. Uh, I think it was last month. We strung a few together there. So I've uh, got a few injuries the last couple of weeks, but another good win on the weekend. Hopefully we can start building again. We're starting to get some players back now. So. Yeah, well, you've built quite a formidable outfit. You've got a young team with a couple of older heads returning. How have the old and the new mixed together? Yeah, it's been a good, um, been creating some good combinations there. Uh, I think the average age of our team is about yeah, mid-20s, a bit lower than the mid-20s, and a couple of us older fellas bump it up a bit. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, there's a few of you, and I'm not going to name you, that would certainly bump that up. I think they're a bit younger than that. <laughs> Experience. Nah, um, it's called experience, yeah. mate. You're mature. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's it, mate. You gotta have the right balance, eh? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Energy and knowledge. And the team does gel. I mean, the young players do need players of experience around them to to teach them and uh, give them that sense of security. And then uh, it, it's a great combination. Yeah. Yeah. It's lethal if you can get it right. Well, mate, you had a big win against Harvey Bay on the weekend. Uh, how did you, as a coach, keep your team focused on the job? When uh, they're getting, they're winning so easily. Nah, uh, Harvey Bay have been doing it pretty tough this year. I think everyone knows that. Um, yeah, not getting too far ahead of ourselves. Well, um, I think we've got East this weekend, so yeah, gonna keep it simple, get back to the basics, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play a lot tougher than we did on the weekend. It was a bit more free flowing. Mm. Now, now, last yeah, time, a bit more of a grinding game. Now, yeah, last time you beat East at home, can you double it up? Yeah, I hope so. Um, we seem to. Play well when we're at home, but we're struggling a bit with travelling at the moment. So, yeah, hopefully we can get up there to Bundy on uh, Saturday and get in shape. Who, who do you see as the team to beat this year? Yeah, probably East, eh? East or Brothers. Um, they all cross the waves as well. They're pretty strong too. So, yeah, everyone's sort of, yeah, everyone's sort of, yeah, there's not sort of one team that sort of stands out at the moment. Mm. It's sort of 
some people knocking each other off. And yeah. yeah oh. They've got pretty strong squads, so it's just... Yeah, whoever shows up on the day. Well, that makes for a healthy competition, I think, and also gives you the belief that perhaps you could uh, take it out this year. Why the hell not? Yeah, we've got about five se- five rounds to go, sorry, and then we're into the finals, so if we can build some momentum in the next five weeks and get a couple more of our trips back, yeah, hopefully we can give it a bit of a shake in the this, in this, um, finals. Well, you're sitting in the final five now. They have a final five in Bundy, so you're right there. It's just about getting your form at, at the right time. Yeah, that's it. Just need to build heading into it now. All right, mate. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and having a chat with us on the Whistleblowers. We wish you all the best on the weekend and uh, for the rest of the season. Go the ruse. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Okay, mate. We'll finish off by uh, finding out what's going on across the uh, the region this weekend. Uh, plenty of happening. We have AFL, Rugby League, football, and, of course, the Premier League hockey finals to be played in Maribor on Saturday. Got Magpies and Bolts, Wave Cities and Arrows Athletics going ahead in the women. Uh, Wave Cities and Magpies, Granville Rovers, Raiders Rovers, and Granville and CBR. So plenty of hockey to get out there to celebrate the the bringing back of the Premier League. Yep, and of course Speedway coming up this weekend too. Oh, look, congratulations to Maribyrus Speedway, a record-breaking field of 73 drivers to contest the Queensland title and the production sedans. The biggest field ever. So it should be a great evening of racing with Dan Henshaw, the current defending champion, heading the nomination field, including other champions, past champions, Chris Pagel, and, of course, our own Joel Berkeley. Mm-hmm. He can drive, can't he? He can. Oh, you'd hope he can. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, now, mate, uh, we'd like to thank everybody, uh, of course, for, uh, for joining us this week, and Maurice Blair, uh, our special guest as well, next week. We'll chat again with another guest about all things sport. A shout-out each week to an athlete or club that does excellent work for the community that often goes unrecognised. Who have you uh, nominated this week? It's a little bit different this week. We're shouting out to Seth O'Neill. Seth's age 10 and he plays for Granville. He's recently been diagnosed with a brain tumour. He's never far from a soccer ball, and this is evident as he's a gun little player every week. Uh, He's been doing it tough. Had some surgery this week and he's on his road to recovery. So, Seth, on behalf of us all, all the best, mate, and keep getting better. Absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, mate. Uh, Look, don't forget to keep updated with all your local sporting news. FC Sports Media, only $10 per month or $100 per year. fcsportsmedia.com.au. Don't forget, Blandy, it's our sport and our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.